0: Well, folks, you're very welcome along this Monday evening to the LCC Team Talk Mind Weekly Show. And delighted as always to have Kevin Kelly, Damien Harvey with us. Um, tonight our special guest is a man who uh, really and truly has been through the wars this weekend with his club Gorma, the one-point area. Kane, it's great to have you with us. Uh, commiserations, I suppose, on the uh, defeat, but on the spread of the gear, it was an honourable defeat. It was a great effort from your team. And I have to say, fantastic effort from yourself You get across the field, despite the fact that you're severely wounded.
1: Yeah, Noel, look, today, I suppose, and Damien Kevin, um, yeah, disappointed. But, you know, with hindsight, looking back over the campaign, we've had a good championship. um, We lost in round two of the league, and yesterday was the first day since that that we were defeated. So, overall, it's been a good campaign. And the club, yeah, have to be proud of the efforts of the lads yesterday. Well, this was...
0: you mentioned, obviously, it was a different situation with the COVID guidelines and all the rest, but I think I mentioned to somebody I was talking to today that your supporters, I mean, your team was a credit, but your supporters are also a credit, and they reminded me very much of Dungannon in terms of the noise and the vibrancy they brought to yesterday's occasion.
1: The goodwill, you know, and our local community and our wider community. Um, and I think I also think that's a consequence maybe of the COVID situation. A lot of people now are, I think, sort of uh, looking just at the game. There's a greater profile and like the level of support that we got, messages coming from every club, our neighbours, Tachere, Oma, Kappa, uh, were all sending us messages of goodwill. And yes, that carried right through the team and the panel. Um, and. supporters certainly made the voices heard, as did Kildress. You know, I think that's something that I noticed from the sideline. Like Every score just... uh, It's not that there was segregation in the stand, but just the way it fell, Kildress one side ourselves on the other, and there was a good atmosphere generated by the 400 present.
0: Kevin, just thinking there, what you saying about the the, the atmosphere was generated and the fact that the sides, while not being segregated, the spectators were very much in two distinct places. It was interesting to hear... At the various stages in the game. The, the the various responses from spectators, as Haley says, for scores, referee decisions and so on. And as neutral just it's actually quite enjoyable to sit back and listen to it.
2: Well, it sure is. No, look it's it's, it's an unbelievable season, an unbelievable year in all, in all different facets, but you know, you just you start to wonder now what what it actually is like to be sitting there in, in the back of the stand at Healy Park when the when the stand's full and Grounds full, like what the atmosphere yesterday. I thought was unbelievable. Just like the, the intermediate and the senior final, and you're only talking about what 200 supporters on both sides, but the, the people that come in and certainly made their voices heard. And as you said, there it, it, it was a novel. Hopefully, it is a novel year. Um You know, with the Drumroad team were were on the on the home side, so to say, and their supporters all behind them in the stand, the dress ones and the opposite one all behind them. And but the noise they made was. It was unbelievable. We were sitting in the middle, um, all the empty spaces in the middle. And as you say, when when Drumrah scored, uh, when Drumrah early on went into a four point lead, you could hear the fans making their, uh, you know, really, really getting behind their team. And to the rest, maybe a wee bit frustrated at times, um, felt that a few calls went against them. But I thought, and me and you thought that Cahill Cahill Forbes had an excellent game. And when Kildare started to get the upper hand, you could hear their voices being heard as well, the supporters. But credit to Drum they kept behind their team the whole way to the final whistle. And as we said afterwards, I thought um, the final scoreline certainly didn't do their efforts justice on the day.
0: Uh, Damien, just thinking back to our, our first night of the Junior Championship was that night when uh, Fenton and Finn played actually at Drum which was coincidental. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it seems to be a, a long run Compared to the other three championships, because I think it was one of the earliest ones and the last to finish. But I don't think you foresaw that night that uh, just how good the junior championship was going to turn out to be.
3: Yeah, no doubt. No, it was hi- highly entertaining all the way through. Um, the two best teams got to the final, and like, Dunra didn't have it easy in their opening. I think they had uh, Kalisha, I think first up, um, well, for- that was a that was a, a real ding dong battle up there in Kivaki that night. So. Um, that, that's, they haven't had a, a, a straightforward run. Some people might have thought they maybe had a slightly easier part of the draw, but it's been far from it. Um, but they really had to work hard in the semi-final. Even the win over uh, Tranquill in the semi-final, I thought Trumquin put it really up to them in the second half. But you know, there was always a you know there was a war. We were wondering coming into this game, could Drumragh live with Kildress? And it was very clear after 10 minutes and 15 minutes and 20 minutes and 30 minutes that they were more than living with them. The first, uh, the first four balls were in. Kevin spotted it away. away. The whole inside forward line of Drumroad scored for inside the first opening 10 minutes. So you know they were there. That's what that was the, the danger men up front, and they got their sco- scored forwards on the ball mm. early. got the scores early, and they had Kildress fairly severely rattled. And uh, it was only after the break that, I suppose, that, you know, maybe a, the emotional battle of coming, in, or coming into a game, and with that goodwill, they realised, you know, maybe we could actually win this now. I don't know, maybe the real, realisation hit them that they were in a stage after the half time whistle, or half time break, I think, God, could we actually win this now? They maybe didn't believe it. and uh, But they were in a good position. They were in a deadly position to win it. Uh, unfortunately, I suppose, Maybe just a fortunate from the perspective perspective, probably that wee bit of extra know how and maybe quality just shone through in the air. <coughs> I have to say, for 40 minutes that game, the were right
0: there. But, no, no, uh, no, question. no question. I have to say, Eddie, uh, and I'm not, we're not blowing smoke up, whatever, but uh, Patrick Coggins' Patrick absence and Eamon um, McCann's injury forced him to leave the field. Those were two massive body blows. Even the senior, if you look at the senior team or, or the intermediate teams that, that, that were successful this year, if you took one third of the spine out of any of those teams, the winning teams, you know, it could have been totally different games. And you, you guys just really, you're like a, a batsman batting with one hand behind his back. And really, you were so badly weakened by those, those two events. Um,
1: look, July, August, September, I think we played something like nine weeks out of ten. And yes, the seven days after the semi-final, um, we we could have done with an extra week. Paddy Colligan tweaked the hamstring at training on Tuesday night. Eamon McCann had got injured late in the game against uh, Drumquin. So, you know, we could could have done just, as I say, an extra seven days rest. Paddy Colligan then pulled out in the warm-up. He was very keen, willing himself to be able to start and perform yesterday. Colgan at centre halfback has been driving us on, driving through the middle. Uh McCann, I have to say, understated, but very influential. Um, and Eamon, then yes, again, he was treated during the week and uh 15 minutes in he came to the first water break. Very honestly, in his part, you know, he, he said he felt that he wasn't up to it and you know, volunteered then to come out so you know a major setback for those and indeed then I suffered my own misfortune shortly after like we were four points up whenever I got injured Yeah, we, <laughs> Eddie, we, we were wrecking it we were wrecking it. But, you know 34 minutes I think it was into
3: the game it was four minutes into the second half you ran out uh, and you caught and funny it's just half that honestly Drumrah looked like they had just gone downhill after that but I don't know what sort of influence you were having on the open half Maybe you a run out in front of the uh, Kildarese checkouts but he seemed to be staying out of the road rightly I, I'm just wondering you know even from a perspective of getting information onto the field like, that did obviously was in seriousness that, that was hampered in the second half because I don't think you had the same sort of you know the same words of encouragement maybe weren't there in the middle of the field
1: well you, you, you saw Maxi Curran used to do it with Donegal you know to come out and try and sort of upset the tickers and things like that I wasn't trying to upset the Kildarese keeper I was trying to annoy Martin Sludden. <laughs>
0: Well, Listen, uh, it
1: worked. It worked. I
0: have to say, there, there's so many other things you can do you know, Martin. You don't have to worry about uh, injuring yourself the way you but, I But mean, uh, listen, really, it has to be said that uh, your your speed across the surface was pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, well, teams around the country wouldn't have a quarter forward at the same pace as you have.
1: You're on about the noise there in the stand. I do, whenever I was hobbling off and I could hear the laughter just a ripple <laughs> through the stand. <laughs>
0: Well, it
1: wasn't any of us three. Look, yeah. anyway, back back to the two lads, as I say, losing Colligan and McCann just was massive. Now, thankfully, however, a couple of men to step in, Sean McGill, Aaron Montgomery, had both missed sizeable chunks of the season. That's one thing coming into the final that, you know, stood us in good stead. We had any number of subs there able to come in. Um, <laughs> Alec McManus, Marty Tigert came in late in the game as well, and indeed there was a late revival, so plenty to work on going forward.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, as I say, it, it's one of those things that after you lose a final, you sit back and I'm just thinking. Uh, as Damien was talking about there about the situation you're in. The fourth of God, could we go on and win this? It reminded me of a bit of '86 when we had prepared for absolutely everything for the other final except being seven points up. We never thought that would be the case. But in your case yesterday, you were well the, the early storm. It was, um, you, you know, the, the, it was quite obvious what we initial or sorry. Um. Kanisha, you that the first attack and Kevin will comment on this no doubt the first attack could have been a goal James Coggan managed to make the stop and he just grew into the game and, and Kevin the 50-50 balls were very very evident of, the, of of how the game was going to pan out both in defence for Drum and also as Damien mentioned earlier on their inside line
2: there's no doubt Kildarese went in as Rays and favourites and no doubt their management team had them well prepared at, we were going to meet a, a, a great challenge from Dumra, and so they did. But, you know, Dumra won all the 50-50 balls. We're asking all the questions. You mentioned James Colgan there. That save at the start. But I think I mentioned to you at the time, there was one ball come through, and he's seen it at the last minute. It looked like an easy save or an easy gather, but he's just done everything right. And you were sort of thinking, is, uh, you know, Dumra have got everything spot on here. Their full forward line, I thought, were causing the Kildresh defence all sorts of problems and going back to what he said there and yourself, you know, losing the two lads while well, the subs all come on and, and played a, a good role, a key role for the Mra as well. I think in the closing stages, the Mara had to take off two of their inside men simply because they'd run themselves to a standstill. And um, I think that, you know, if if, if they had had uh, Colgan and Santa half back and, and McJane had been able to last the pace, who knows what would have happened. Um, it was... Roger Keenan said afterwards, it's all about getting the goals, no matter what way they go in, the, the two goals, I suppose, one things of beauty, but in the condition of the day it was in it, two big high balls in, they finished up in the net, it was tough on James Colgan, because he was outstanding the whole day, but listen, Drumra' come on a long way, we were um, we were up at um, Gervahi the night they played Calisla, and they were outstanding, they were full value for the win, and, I did the next night. I went to see Castle Derrick and Ergot Kiern in, in horrific conditions in, in um, Drummore. And, and I did say, Do you know, I like, fancy them to beat Castle Derrick? you back me up on that. I said, I, th- I thought from Ra were a better team from what I had seen. And, you know, they kicked on Drum Quinn. I was at Drum Quinn and Brackable game. Brackable kicked 16 wides that day. Drum Quinn took their chances. Young McDonagh got a goal later on when we'll it came that way. So, it sort of opened up for Drumlaw probably in the semi-final because you know Quinn were probably surprised packets to be there as well but you still have to beat what's put in front of you and Drumlaw managed to do that and it's just unfortunate as you said you know the only team probably out of the all the finals the, the finalists and other competitions this year that maybe got to when they got to the big day the injuries uh, went against them you know with Dungan in there you know hadn't got Sean Malloy Santa half back for the the semi-final, but he was back for the final, and um, you know most teams that went into the final had had a full deck to play with, and it's just unfortunate. Dromra missed James, Cot- a massive loss at centre half-back, and and said to lose him and McCann so early in the game, it's just unfortunate. Uh, as I said, that the lads that came on more than played their part, but Dromra, I'm sure, didn't want to be have to make uh, late switches. You know, going into the final, they could have done with. A, f- a fresh injection maybe in the last 15 minutes when the game started to go away from them but you know, have to give credit to them they played at the final whistle and say the penalty with the last kick of the game it definitely, it definitely wasn't a 7 point uh, defeat it was you know, there was only 2 or 3 points in that game uh, if, if that was the height of it you know
3: just wanted to ask you there about uh, what sort of an influence there so, was at college with uh, Simon McGeary what sort of a, an influence has, has he had on the Jamal setup this year
1: Simon brings a very relaxed air to it. You know, you saw like Owen Montgomery, for example, played minor football this year, not yet 18. Um, you know, so, and right through then to Marty Taggart, aged 36. You know, so McGeary um, bring in perhaps some teaching acumen. He has worked also then with Arma minors, and, you know, generally just relaxed and brought a good vibe to it. For example, a run up to the game this week, you know, we did nothing different. The boys just were encouraged to do their own sort of daily routines and the training routines. So I definitely give Simon credit, maybe for a, a great level perhaps of communication with the guys. Past couple of seasons, like, I, you know, it doesn't just come together in several weeks over the summer. Um, but working as a group over the past couple of years, um, Peter Doherty had been there. Gavin McElroy was there. So a lot of work has been put in, and certainly the club are indebted to those previous coaches. And yes, Simon. Then, obviously, the difficult job during lockdown of trying to keep the thing going. But definitely during the summer now, I have to say those younger guys come in and played with great maturity. Owen Montgomery. Those earlier games, the collegial, you know, collegial, experienced, physical. Castle and Drumquinn were dogfights. But young Montgomery is able, certainly, to take a shoulder and stand up for himself. And it was the same yesterday.
0: Yeah. When you mentioned earlier about um, the guys who have, who have uh, run the team for the last number of years, you mentioned Peter Doherty, Gavin, and, of course, Simon there. But mm. I spoke to Patrick Colgate. I think, Kevin, he mentioned this that night. Um, the, the players themselves have a different approach. Now, you know, the current bunch of Dunrad players aren't just out to make up the numbers, they're there to compete and they're looking after their strength and condition, they're looking after their, their stretching and preparation. I mean, they're not just turning up two nights a week to train, turning up on Sunday and playing a game, end of story. There's much, much more to it. They've very much bought into the idea of this Dunlap I mean, being a more than just a, a lovely wee country club. They're there to win matches. Uh,
1: well, even, even going back to Gags, uh, but four years ago, like. We were beaten by Derry Tresk in a promotion playoff for Derry Tresk. In fact, it was four minutes into injury time. Cahal O'Neill got the one point. So we have been knocking on the door. We've been involved in playoffs at, at sixth and fifth position. And again, with Simon McGeary, the brief was, listen, we're not content just with being a playoff team. You know, we wanted to be challenging for the honours. And yesterday, you know, yes, right through to the third quarter, Kildress produced their A game in that third quarter and the breaks you know Kevin you mentioned their every indecisions. I, I, we do feel that some of the breaks just Cal Forbes had an excellent game some of the breaks just were going with Kildress whenever it was most needed in that third quarter it sometimes
0: happens it sometimes happens you get the impression and looking at it but we as neutral at it would have thought that, that it was a very very exciting game two well balanced sides Two teams playing it in the right spread, physical, but with all the, all the, the, the what you'd want in a championship match. And we honestly felt that Seattle Forbes' handling of the game contributed hugely to, for the neutral enemy, to this enjoyment.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but you're not neutral at all. You're, you're like, you've, uh,
2: you have an affinity to the, to the Sarsfields there as well, I'm sure. Well, I think, but, I think, I think, I think the key word in any, in any game is momentum. When you, you know, when you're when you're on top, the we're on top yesterday for the whole of the most of the first half and half time probably come at the wrong time for them because they're the spring in their step and we've seen it right throughout this, you know, the whole changes this year with, with water breaks and things like that there. Like Dunyan reached the water break in the in the first half of the senior final and hadn't scored. You know, sometimes the water break comes at the wrong time, it can come at the right time. And I think they're serious momentum and probably half time come at the wrong time for them. come at the right time for Kildres, they they sorted of things out. Maybe if they didn't realise they we were going to be in a game that definitely realised it at half time. And as Edie said there, they come out in the third quarter and you know, they started to play the football they were capable of. And you know, at any age group where it's of the age eyes the final in Ahaloo yesterday morning as well, when 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 were seven or eight points down and they just started to get serious momentum and you can't when you lose that momentum, or that momentum goes for you out in the field, you know once you cross that white line, it's very hard to to, to get it back again. And you're probably right, Eddie. There was there was there was footballs or or different um, moments in in the first half when the ball was sticking to Dumra, when they were when they were surrounding Kildevas attackers, two or three men. In the second half, when that ball broke around the middle field. It, it, it just didn't seem to be going for Dumra because the momentum had shifted and you know me. Noel had said there that was it was key for the moral body needed a score before probably the second to the last goal went in and you know it was just a moment a momentum switch and um, it's very hard to get that back again when it happens when it happens in, in real time. There was a, sorry Noel, there was a critical switch as well that
1: wasn't <laughs> coincidental. Did you notice who moved to the engine room? Well death. Um, right? Death. Yeah. Yeah. We we um, called did that and we
0: actually and the wee bit we did last night for Facebook I happen to say just how composed he was on the ball. And said, listen, you know, it's only when you look at an experienced player who has quality and you see what they do. And good players find time and space even when they're surrounded by players. And DS Tracy yesterday, he just rolled the clock back. And it was a it was a lovely second half to watch him and to see the way that he pulled the strings and the duck of the orchestra, call it what you like, all the cliches are there, but he was he was after day standing, And he was a key reason why why he, uh, are not sitting tonight
1: celebrating uh, the <laughs> championship. Before the first 25, Barry Fitz had gone toe to toe with them, and yeah, yeah, so. Dave moved in and, and took control of the middle sac- segment, and
3: yeah, they looked the on. The other, the other thing that I think Drumral started of out fairly well, and particularly in the first half, was at in the full forward line. Callum Holland has been outstanding for Kildare this year, but I thought he was under severe pressure in the first half. Um, and I think the movement of the full forward line. I think they played two in, kept two in all the time. They never, you know, they didn't revert to this pull men out the field and get them behind the ball. You, you kept your two well inside uh, up in that full forward line. and I thought the rest full-back line were under a bit of pressure for the first 40 minutes or so they got their handle on it. But Callum, Dewey, or Callum uh, they did they it very well thought in, the, in the third quarter and the, and the, the, end the last quarter, but... You know, that Colbert's team, Shane Murphy, again, was a real handful up front. I thought that Philip Lennon, you know, kept on the side as well. What did he kick? What did he finish with? 1-4 or 1-5? Um, so, huge contributions from, from, the, from those men whenever they were needed.
0: Yeah. And, you you, Damon, you mentioned there those three inside men and the three inside men. But the two, the two Shanes, I thought, considering, I mean, I know how, how badly Shane Cleary was wanting to play in the... Uh, the match against Quinn. but I mean, as hamstring as is, he just wasn't going to let him. And I mean, whether well, like people or not, he was not 100 percent fit yesterday. But he gave again. A I mean, the two the two guys their movement were close to goal, and every time they get the ball, people sense something was going to happen. And I I think the two the two Cadres defenders were hoping, <laughs> just hoping that there was going to be enough bodies around to prevent the the, the big scores from coming. Aye, and then I've all the way back,
1: and and yes, again. Kildreas had different men to step up. Damien's just mentioned them. Mihal Mullen, corner back for us, um, did a great job And Matty. Now probably Matty, Matty was probably the player of the junior championship. Yeah. And I think um I think Micheal actually kept him scored us. At the other end, uh Tommy Mullen, man of the match, Mihal's brother there. Tommy had been man of the match in uh, against from Quinn. Yeah. Um so, look, there were brilliant tussles all over the field. And, yeah, absolutely. It was Kildress' experience just at Sean 3 whenever it counted. We'll be back. All right.
0: Listen, we'll come here. We're not, I know, I know you're, you're, we're not going to delay, but before you go, I just want to say, I mean, the club at the moment is going well. I mean, the ladies' football, the Jets, everything's going. The culture's alive and well. The are absolutely brilliant. I mean, the place has never looked better. Drummond is a club that's on the up you know, And I mean, this again, we're not being, in any way, blown, smoke, whatever, but there has to be a lot of pride in what has been achieved over the last number of years and the progress. And it it's, it's really is a work in progress, but the progress is positive.
1: Noel, um, disappointed today, but overall, you look at now, in fact, the two defeats in the past seven days. The under-14 game against Loch Macquarie was the best game that I saw this year. Right. Uh, high scoring end to end and you know that's us back competing in grade two finals where we want to be the work at the club the latest football you know it, the numbers that it brings as well um with victory over our in this the uh, intermediate championship quarter final this year beaten by Eden Dork you know but again one thing about it it's one club everybody gets on board supports each other um, we even then actually we put Shane Cleary and Eve Woods into a relationship you know just to, to uh, just all keep it within the club
0: Absolutely, as one does
3: you know uh, I don't think you want to elaborate on that uh, uh, any further just putting your medical hat on uh, there 80 uh, leaving the legal one to the side for a second Um what way do you see this uh, this COVID situation going I know that you um, There does seem to be a wee bit of confusion around the fact that Kildress may or may not be promoted as a result of the league's not being finished.
1: Um, The the leagues do require a a, a field for Kildress today, bottom line. And, you know, this game, the minor grade one final called off yesterday, both Kildress and ourselves wanted that game played. As I say, we could have been doing with another seven days ourselves, but we knew at this critical stage to get the games on, get them them played really and uh, going forward absolutely then today the um, GA suspending all activities what we do intend to do as we did tonight just going to keep training underage I suppose the girls are maybe the only ones still out but that's for their physical and mental health they're not getting PE at school so we're just going to you know take them out once a week to try and keep them active as long as it's safe to do so Okay. Um, my medical Kevin Sorry, my medical hat there. Uh retired referee from Arn, Michael Connolly. As with yesterday at one stage, a couple of seasons ago I went on and try I was to treat an injured player. And Mickey Connolly said, Katie, you're a solicitor, not a doctor. Get off the effing pitch. <laughs>
0: But, Listen, can you see before, before you go? <laughs> will with this decision obviously to, to suspend all club activities, uh, it's not like a good promise, nearly, for the, the, the possibility of completing the, the county season, is it?
1: Um, I, I personally feel that it may be possible for the inter county teams to be tested. Now, Obviously, Armagh have been impacted for Man, I think, are impacted presently as well. There are going to be positive cases, let's face it, in two-thirds of the clubs in Turon. We've had experience of positive cases. Um, okay, county teams, you can't really keep them in a bubble as far as the sort of day-to-day activities are concerned. But I, I personally think there can be provision for them to be tested in the week leading up to the game. Now, you might not get your league and championship completed the GA and Crook Park are determined that there will be an inter-county championship. At, at, in all reality, like there's jobs in Crook Park at stake here. So, okay, we're perhaps looking at a circuit breaker in the next couple of weeks that will take us right up to the start of November. But I just I wouldn't rule out the meal inter-county championship at this stage.
0: Yeah. Well, that's we'll the space. Anyway, listen...
1: No, there's one very last message I meant to say earlier I was talking about the goodwill I received a card delivered into the office on Friday a handwritten card you know messages and texts coming in and emails but a handwritten card was left in for me um, wishing Jamral all the best from Thaddy Turbot Thaddy 91 years of age and just lo- lovely gesture
0: good man. man well listen on behalf of Team Talk Mike I want to say to yourself and to the club. Commiserations on yesterday, but keep up the great work. we always find you a delight to work with uh, and uh, you'll be my uh, second club in the neighbouring parish. <laughs> I'll so Thank so, you. Thanks there. Team, club, And thanks to Eddie for taking time. He was rushing back from thing, but, uh Listen,
2: uh just what he says there, Kevin, you know, from our Club. They, they really are a club that they're a very, very homely club, a very welcoming club, it's brilliant to see them on the on, on the up, isn't it? Oh, there's no doubt. No look they put in a lot of effort, like I suppose like a lot of all clubs, but um you just half the season the should. if they're it's probably unfortunate that um, you know, the current situation where the remaining league games are gonna be played, have a couple of three games are still to play, they're still in the run probably for Maybe a playoff for the league final. Don't know if that's going to happen now, but I suppose over the next week or two, the situation could change. But you know, they have to they have to push on from that. Um, you know, with the experience, uh, I mean, we lost a junior final ourselves back in '86. It's a lifetime ago now, but uh, we got out of junior football that year in the playoff, and we've never been back as 34 years ago. So, you know, you have to you have to push on. Drummond have made huge strides this year, and. Um, as I say, they have to have to keep the shoulder to the wheel of an under fourteen team coming up there. That I'm sure they're good players at all age groups and it's a matter of just keeping the whole thing together, keeping the spirit within the club together and you know, building on the progress that they've made this year. Um you you want to be at any grade, you know, division three is probably the toughest division to get out of because um you're in division three for a reason. Um maybe some clubs in the past have went down there thinking We shouldn't be there, but you know, league tables don't lie. And um, when you are up there, you're up there to be. It's like time of the year. You've an axe on your back. Um, You're up there to be got at. And uh, on any given day, if you don't play to the optimum of your ability, you can be you can be tripped up, tripped over. So you know, Demarauv have have got there. They've they've got to almost the summit. They were just they were second best yesterday at the end of the day, but. They have to take a lot of positives from the, the short season that it was 2020 and um, the aim going forward next year, if the league this year isn't completed, the, the aim going forward next year is definitely to, to build on it and try and get into major football in 2021. Absolutely, yeah. Jamie and Kevin just talking there about, I um, was just mentioning
0: Cookston, when, when you, you asked that question. Eddie, of course, Cookston are through into the league final, am I right in saying yep. that? What, what way is that going to affect them? I mean, their aspirations for promotion are quickly disappearing? <laughs> what quite quickly disappearing with Covid?
3: Um, mm. Yeah, look, I think, I think I'm think i right in saying there's about half a dozen games, really, that needs to be played in the other section before that the, the league finalists can be decided. Um, I'm sure that the boys in Cookston, who have done the work this year, would be mad keen to get to playing a league final. but. The way the thing is set at the minute, who knows when that league final could take place? It could be, could be two, three weeks, four weeks, could be four months, five months. Who knows when it'll be played again? But um, I'd say it'll be played off at some point. Uh, but it's obviously going to affect uh, how things set uh, for next year. But just before we leave this, the junior final, probably a, a word of congratulations to the rest. and particularly to Roger Keenan, because I think Roger Keenan completed a fairly unique set yesterday, from what I'm led to believe. Um, he, uh, mm-hmm. he has won a senior championship with uh, Kirk Moore, he's won an intermediate championship with uh, a manager in Guardian, and yesterday he picked up the junior title with Kildress. It's a fairly unique and remarkable achievement for any manager and uh, when you're given as much time and effort as Roger Keenan has given actually to his own club, down through the years um, you have to say it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great achievement from, from an out-and-out Throom man, uh, and I know he's a very heavily involved with in Ulster, but he's a very proud Gorgian man, the very proud Throom man, the back of it all as well. yeah Absolutely, yeah. I think we can cover that,
0: brilliant. Good lad, Roger. Always very, very
2: accommodating to yeah. to speak. Kevin? But just, just to build on what Damien said there, we, we we talked to the lads after the match, you know, we were on there, and it was a morale perspective, but you have to give immense credit to Kildress um, to have won the Junior Championship yesterday, because you know, they suffered a lot of hurt last year, not only losing the final, but losing to their neighbours, the Rock. And I'm sure that hurt, and, and somebody had told them 12 months later, you know, he's back in Healy Park again with the Cup this the Pat Darcy Cup this time. you have definitely have took it. They've emulated what Tati Ray done in, in 2017 after losing ironically to the Rock the year before. So it takes, it takes a lot of um, determination and commitment to come back from a blow like that. And... Um, you know, the Codress Club have a lot going on there, they've, they've a massive big hub there, which is very near completion and, you know, a real good club as well, like like as I said earlier on, like most clubs, in, all clubs in the county so, you know, for them to come out yesterday and to win the Junior Championship probably by their own, you know, for three quarters of the game they didn't play the football they were capable of but a lot of credit has to go to them raw. but they still found a way to win and at the end of the day that's what it's all about and you know the face, their, their faces at the, at the final whistle said it all and you know, massive congratulations to them and as Roger said afterwards in the interview you know, they don't obviously before the thing the, the announcement today the but their plans were to, to push for the league title as well so hopefully in the next few weeks I think the, the players will be in Toronto if there is going to be maybe even room for another weekend or two of football to maybe look at the fixtures and see what the important ones are because I think Looking at a few head-to-heads, there, if they brought them forward quickly. A couple of teams could be knocked out of their acting if they don't get the right results, and and perhaps um, the league friend could still be played this year.
0: Yeah, well, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But I think everybody can core with your good wishes, there, Kevin. Great, great, club to to deal with. And this year, I was talking to Matt Tracy, Matt was keeping the scores for me The lady, particularly for Matt Martin, people like him, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Years and years. Well, come here, listen. Uh, and as usual, a busy week. We were up, Damien, and, and in the Screen last week, uh, during the week, for the Hurling uh, playing uh, the home team in the final of the Dairy Championship. And I have to say, very enjoyable game. Great support up there with Dungannon uh, Hurlers as always. And Dungannon Hurling, or owner Hurling in Damien, is in good shape. Yeah,
3: you, they're like. <laughs> Their underage setup is uh, is as good as anything you've seen, um, and obviously we were there last week. I thought they were very unfortunate. They could have maybe two, if not three, goals in the first half if the ball had just fell to them properly in that open half. But they're up against uh, uh, you know a team playing on their home field, um, and I thought they gave a very good account of themselves. And um, but for a few you know you know different. You know the way the ball dropped in some and some of the penalty areas. Like if I had a clock, an Owen arm on, it would have been in the net. Uh, just didn't didn't they didn't get the breaks. But I have to say it was a very entertaining game, and there was a very decent crowd of uh, uh, wonder fans who will, will travel quite literally the length and breadth of the, the whole country to see that team play and to see their underage teams play. And, so, and a great deal of credit has to go to I'm sure parents who drive absolutely everywhere and who. Uh, uh, Tommy uh, Colton would say that that they're you know you only have to ask and they'll they'll, they'll, take, the, they'll take them everywhere. Um, but say very entertaining game, uh, in great conditions on the lights up and up and in, uh, uh, in Ballon screen last week.
0: Yeah, and of course it worth mentioning that uh, owner lost not only then, but I mean ball screen pulled away. But the absence of Michael Little was was massive uh, to 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 the outcome of the game because. Had he been there in the middle of the field, he's, he's a good player for picking a pass out, and I think he certainly would have made the short work of the sweeping system that on uh, the Screen had in place. But this is fair play to so, him. Kevin, a busy, busy weekend at of of 1-14 football. We were running here and there and uh, a couple of championship matches. And once again, AD mentioned it, the Dumran beat beaten there in the, in the league final a couple of weeks ago. But the, the lot McCrory team that beat them along on to complete the double, I was at that one. And, and themselves and they served up a cracker of a game in very difficult conditions. But youth football in Tyrone. Is,
2: as has always been, healthy and hugely competitive. Very, very healthy state, Noel. It was a sort of a quiet weekend. It was only at the six games, but um, I don't know what we're going to do going forward. Um, but underage football in Toronto, is just the, it's the gift that keeps on giving every every game. You know, Grade One Championship final in Moore on Saturday, Athletic uh, bounce back from the disappointment of losing the league final at Arbo were worthy winners but my God Agnes gave them a a battle Um, there was 15 minutes in the second half where Agnes probably the better team but just didn't get enough scores Um, at one stage in the first half and there was four points and I think they hit the post for a goal chance and with the finish up just Philip were that bit stronger and and took the scores and you know went on to then um, grade grade three final yesterday over in Ahaloo Moy going for a double and they come up against the Clonot team and you know, awful playing conditions. Both teams deserve immense credit. But um, I think 22, 23 minutes gone. Uh, Moy were looked as if they were well on the way to the double. I think it was one seven to or one seven to three, and then just Clod just took off and only a point down at half time and come out for the second half and finished up scoring eight goals. They were just everything they'd done just torn the to goal and. Um, the most uh, for me, the biggest aspect of it was that their whole well, their whole team, but they all took the right options. Um sometimes at the eight level lads can maybe take too much out of the ball, but always especially when you get into the scoring zone, there was no nobody hogging the ball if the player was in the better position they got it. And you know, again it's traditional uh, power in thrown football and um just like Philip the day before. You know when you're out on the field and the celebrations not only the lads but when you look around and you see players that not only you would have played against but players that you'd want to watch when you're in a club. You know, it's, you know it, it means so much to the club. But just invigorates. You know when you get youth youth titles that it, it, um, it's not just the parents that are involved. You've seen former Clonoe players, former Tillich players, uh, Gary Lahan players on as well. out on the field just celebrating a big achievement for their clubs and um, youth football definitely um, it couldn't be in a healthier state in Tyrone it's just it's very very competitive I think the grades there's no team really run away with any title in Tyrone so far at at all the the finals were played and um, just two teams that go out and and, uh, match each other and try and outscore each other other. no sweepers and uh, that's the way it should be played Absolutely, no doubt about
0: that. But before we go on to talk about the league finals, Damien, uh, I was at the league final, the ladies league final. We did it live, of course, with Metro CCTV on Friday night. And Kilbreas, or sorry, Kildress, uh, and uh, McCartens and Killichel, Brian Murphy pulling the strings there. They were very, very good. Started well, uh, one, two to, to, to a point or two points, but then uh, McCartens, as they always do, with Chloe McCaffrey particularly, Moran McMillan. Kathy uh, Maguire and those kids, absolutely top-class players. And they really produced a very, very memorable uh, game. That made it nine league titles in a row, Kevin. Five championships, so, uh, five championships in a row as well. And I spoke to Ricey after, I spoke to a couple of others as well. I'm all delighted with, with what they're doing. But uh, it's so some, some, some record when mm-hmm. you think, nine league titles, five championships
2: back-to-back. They really are a powerhouse in well, it certainly is. They're up there to be toppled, and and nobody's been able to do it for a number of years now, and that's testament to, to that obviously their their hunger hasn't been blunted uh, to come out and be, to be able to win that many titles. And you know everybody has has got them as a target to come and and, and take them down, and it hasn't happened over this last number of years. And you know they are the benchmark at the moment. Um, that's the way ladies' football seems to have went over this last number of years. That one team seems to dominate, and then now one comes along and. But again, St. McHarton's uh, the team debate in 2021 and no doubt um, the ladies, your co-ladies uh, correspondent there, John McChrystal, will be delighted to um, continue the coverage next year along with John Coyne. No doubt
0: about it. Two better. You couldn't get two better men. You've got long Johns and short Johns. But Damien Harvey, we were in more than on on Saturday for the Division 2 final and I suppose a large crowd gathered, hoping to see Conor McKenna, I suppose, first of all. Uh, Conor McKenna. <laughs> up and some smart aleck said to me after Eglis
3: did not turn up either. Um, I don't know who that boy was, but um, no, C- look, depleted in terms of their their lineup on, on, on Saturday, um, but nonetheless, I'm sure I'm sure the uh, the Eglis men were fairly disappointed with the performance. Uh, they got well and truly trounced, on, on, and the guys that took to the field, I'm sure. Well, you know, we'll be hurting from that. Um, English obviously going up along with Aiden Dark next year, with the virtue of the fact that reached the, the league final, and you know, they'll want to make a better fist of it than they did, obviously last year or the last time they were up. Um, so, look, they can only they can only improve from Saturday's performance. I thought they were they were they were absolutely destroyed on Saturday by a very very good Eden Dark team who had a great focus throughout. And uh, obviously celebrating the, dub, the double and Kevin there knows what it's like to win an intermediate league and championship double. And, you know, the Aiden Dark fellas celebrated it. There was a great roar from the from the Aiden Dark people when they were there and after the game. And they celebrated it, I'm sure, long into the night. Uh, it's a perfect way for Aiden Dark to go up. Um, it's been a perfect season mm-hmm. for them in terms of uh, Division Two football. And it's worked out really, really well for them. Egglish, to say they'll look, they'll look to go up and try and consolidate and I'm sure they'll be looking to try and pick off those teams at the bottom of the league next year but they'll want to try and go up and, and make a better festival. and obviously they will have Conor McKenna in full flow uh, come, ne- come next year um, and that is sure to make a big difference though.
0: Yeah, You mentioned Eden Dark and of course uh, we, we couldn't leave us without mentioning <laughs> Darren McCurry was just a joy to watch on Saturday.
3: Yeah, Darren McCurry is just you know, he's just quality in everything he does. Um, you know, some of the moves that he, he was making to, to, to put the ball over the bar. And just every time he strikes the ball, it's, it's such a perfect technique, be that off the left or right foot. Uh, and he's had a tremendous season for Eden Dark. And um, I'm sure he's well up there in Kevin's scoring charts for the, for the year as well. But it's no mistake, you know, you rock up to Aiden Dark's infield in the, in the twilight of the evening and uh, you'll see him with a bag of balls going through the very same routines as he goes through when he puts the ball over the bar uh, and that's all that comes down to the
0: work rate of his work and his, his love for what he does and he does it very well and division one thing Kevin was of course uh, dramore and Kelly Clare and a big talking point of, and has been for the whole weekend <laughs> <Penalties>, <laughs> penalty shootouts and the, not the ideal way to decide the outcome of any game but a final like that, you know, and we saw it in the, in the championship final as well. Penalties, they're great entertainment, but they're they're harsh and, and ruthless.
2: Harsh way to lose, surely. Look, look Killyclough have seen both both sides of the coin. or are very unlucky to to lose out to Thrillick in the championship and on penalties. And um, this time on Saturday night, they were on the right side of it against the Dremore team who, of course, were then as defending champions. But Look, it's not it's not an ideal way to to decide one of your major titles, but what has happened today since you know there wasn't going to be if that game had it been down for a replay sure God knows if it was going to be played. So you know you had both teams there, well prepared for that final, and they give it everything in normal time, extra time, and penalties. And you know if it had if it hadn't went to penalties and there was a replay, maybe a month, five weeks, whatever down the lane, for sure, you know. It's very hard to expect players to keep the keep that level of training going going into the winter time, especially when when both teams their county men will be going away now if the county season is going to happen. So look, it was it was just a a strange season, and um, you know, I suppose you we were a batting man. Somebody had told totally, you, you know, league final and challenge to find both ends and penalties so would have been a good bet, a good bet to have.
0: A good bet to have. Have to say. Uh... Obviously, Kelly Harps is my, my, my club. I was more than pleased for them. Disappointed that the, the lads. They, they contributed handsomely, particularly the second half performance and the performance in the first period of extra time. But Kelly Harps showed great grit and determination to go back. But like in the uh, in the in the championship final, two points, four points down in, in extra time, and I was really pleased for Simon O'Neill, the guy who actually, you know, made himself mm-hmm. the penalty against Tullich in the championship. It was Simon who who. Landed the equalising point. Difficult take it was right to the last kick of the game that took it to penalties, and then the the penalty takers themselves had at least, I suppose, that's their business. But uh, not easy for goalkeepers, not easy for guys to take them and miss them. But look, somebody has to step up to it. Well, Damien, Kevin, that's us for tonight. God knows what next week's going to bring us, but it's uh, it's going to be a quieter sort of a week in terms of GA news, events, and functions. But uh, let's hope this COVID thing doesn't uh, keep everything off the map and that uh, we get uh, back to doing what we enjoy most which is following Gillick games. Mr Harvey anything to say to add to us to wrap the week up?
3: No, I think uh, the fact that we're seven days and about 25 games uh, probably we'll probably ne- need next week off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Anyway folks that's the LCC But again, again
2: you'd have to you know See, when you look at the figures, we've had the, the you know the figures. Obviously, there's a huge demand out there for you know the videos are are breaking records. The uh, Twitter following, the Facebook, the like just are mad for their, their GA coverage and it's, it's great to be able to do it. And um, this week, uh, there's only a few people already know, but uh, you know, Division One, Division Two top scores in the league have been finalised. So hopefully, we'll release them tomorrow or Wednesday. And um, we'll take it from there because, we're, you know, as we know, we've. Doren's obviously not going to take place this year, but we, we will ha- still have our All-Star Awards in, in some shape or form before the year's out. Uh, hopefully, all all, all been well. Mm. Anyway, well done to everybody who's got us this far, and hopefully we'll
0: see you all next week. But from the LCC uh, TTM Monday Night Show, from Damien Kelly and myself, good night.